to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. On today's show, I'm joined by Av, who has actually recently become a member of the Bean Ninjas team. Welcome, Av. Glad to be here, Meryl. And you're doing this interview from the Gold Coast, where I'm located as well. And are you enjoying your time on the Gold Coast so far? I know it's pretty hot at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. It's uh, quite a beautiful stretch of Australian coast. Uh, And there's a lot of, we've been exploring Burley, which is where our office is and around that area. So uh, my wife and I are definitely enjoying our initial impressions of uh, the Gold Coast. That's good to hear. We're yet to get you out in the surf. It's a been in this tradition to at least try and convince new team members to go for a surf. So we'll check back in with you in six months <laughs> and see if, we've, see if we've got you out there. Yeah, I'm keen for it. But uh, like I said to you earlier, I'm not the best swimmer. So uh, let's keep away from the sharks. <laughs> so I was really excited to do this particular episode. You've previously run businesses yourself. And the theme that I wanted to cover in today's episode was the move from entrepreneur and running your own business to intrapreneur, which is coming into the Bean Ninjas team, but in applying those entrepreneurial skills that you've built through running your own businesses and what does it actually mean to be an, an intrapreneur and, and how does that look for Bean Ninjas. But before we dive into that, let's get your backstory. So can you give our audience just a little bit of some background about what you've been working on over the last five years. Yeah, sure. Uh, so essentially, if we go back five years from today, I was, uh, so I actually had a business before, uh, well, five years ago, I was running a Facebook ad agency with a co-founder at the time. And we ran that for a couple of years, uh, didn't make any money from it. It was one of these situations where pretty common, I guess, um, but not spoken about so much is the business itself was generating revenue, uh, but the owners were not pulling a salary from it. Okay, so after a couple of years, going hard at that uh we just made the call to say look we really need to uh work out how we can do this better i made a decision at that point in time to just split you know with my co-founder uh and we were headed in different directions anyway like i'm more of a social entrepreneur i suppose and uh he had different motivations and, and goals um and life goals all right so i wanted to travel more uh and that's essentially uh it's what I did. I actually took off uh, a couple of months and went overseas. I attended a, a huge conference in Portland, Oregon, in the US uh, called World Domination Summit. Uh, and then was, and that kind of re sparked my desire to give entrepreneurship another go, but I wanted to do it a different way. Um, and I also, it actually, when I came back to Oz after that trip, um, it, I came back with a mindset of, entering a, a, an organization and essentially what you're calling an entrepreneur doing that right so i actually joined a uh, australia's one of largest australia's largest co-working communities at the time hub australia uh and then when i joined that team as their marketing lead uh and, and managed campaigns across uh, the three lo- locations they had across australia and did that for a couple of years and before uh, leaving that role uh, and then starting what you know as Simple Creative Marketing, which is a, uh, a content marketing agency creating blog posts and um, long-form content and that kind of stuff. 
Uh, and then that that led to uh, after doing that for about a year, uh, and that started off with a. I know you did a previous episode on the seven day startup methodology and how Bing just started off with a seven day startup. Um, SEM was started the same way, right? Uh, seven days. Let's see if we can get a customer. I was able to get a couple, and you were one of the first. Um, and then that led to twelve months or about eighteen months later, me launching a virtual CMO. For those who are listening, don't know what that means. Uh, it's a virtual chief marketing officer service where I essentially was the marketing, sort of the outsourced marketing manager for various organizations or small businesses. Uh, and I did that for another 18 or probably another 12 months before deciding to um, give it a break. It wasn't working. The model wasn't working because I wasn't one of these digital nomads floating around you know, the earth with my wife. And it just, it was a bit of a challenge to make that particular service work. So I cut that out of the business, focused on content with a couple of uh, core clients, and then made the decision end of last year to uh, sort of with my wife to settle down in one location uh, and then really just have a go at working with an organization that, again, I resonated with, um, had similar values, had similar goals, and the opportunity to work with just came up, which was just brilliant because we wanted to be, um, on a personal level, we wanted to be close to the water, to the beach. Um, and then on a professional level, you know, just a great organization. I've worked with, with you and, and the other team members before. Uh, I know all about the organization and have just admired the, and respected the the, the the journey and really wanted and could see that I could add value to the uh, organization in its next iteration. So, what was your thought process when you were making the decision to to change direction and wind back the virtual CMO, CMO service and then to ultimately look for a role with a company like Bean Ninjas? Right. So, yeah, that decision was quite tough. Uh, because a CMO service was actually the most profitable service in the business at the time. Uh, and the, my thought process was, look, I needed to, a couple of things needed to happen. One was we needed, myself and my wife, we, wanted, we were looking for stability in terms of our lifestyle. Uh, and we had been traveling for 18 months. So we're at a point where we wanted to, and I hear this a lot with nomads, is that there's, there's a stage where you kind of hit a wall and you realize I need to be stable um, financially, emotionally, in terms of your social network as well. Uh, and we just wanted to be, and also in terms of your work, you know, your, your work or your vacation. Uh, and so what I was looking for was an opportunity to leverage all these skills and, 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 and the network that I had built over the last few years uh, within an organization with aligned values and, and a, you know, a similar mission uh, where I could actually lend my skills and, and my ideas to that organization. And that, that was, you know, that was a kind of the beginning, I guess, of my search for such an opportunity. Uh, and, and thankfully the, the being just opportunity really came up within a few weeks of me um, getting very clear on what type of organization I wanted to work with. And something that really stands out to me in hearing you describe that journey is that you must create space in your week to have time for self-reflection because I know of many different business owners who go for years without really stopping to reflect and think about what they want or what their why is and what brings meaning to their life. And so, so it sounds like you've been constantly reflecting and then adjusting as you live. And I was wondering how you learned that skill or if there's any frameworks that you're using or ways to create space in your week to create that time to reflect. Yeah, that's a great question, Meryl. Like I've 
so I'm quite introspective um, and I've developed that. I would probably go back even when I was working in corporate, you know, and, and uh, the way that I learned to manage my stress from the job. And, you know, I was doing up to 60 hours a week back then. <laughs> um, and one way was to, I actually got into sort of spiritual, or call them spiritual practices like med- meditation and yoga um, a few years back uh, as a sort of birthday present to myself or a gift. I uh, went and did a 10-day silent Vipassana retreat, which is 10 days of silent meditation, for those who don't know what that means. Um, and then I just continued the practice. Uh, I don't do hour-long meditations or anything like that. Um, it just really comes down to going into nature. Um, it could be a park. It could be a beach, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and just you know, giving myself some, like you said, what you call breathing space um, and headspace. Uh, I've was referred another one of my mentors recommended a, an app to me which is called one giant mind uh, which is a great meditation app um, for a lot of people it's hard to access meditation as a practice because uh, they don't like sitting down or they don't understand what it's all about and one giant mind just really breaks it down in a really nice um, and concise way and it, it takes out it, it kind of removes the woo-woo from it uh, and gives you the science behind it which i like yeah me too um, and that worked for me yeah yeah um and they just do you start off with a 12 day put meditation challenge if you will and it's like you know 15 minutes per day for 12 days and once you've done that much you pretty much it's easy for you to keep going yeah let's get we'll jump back into the story so you'd been you'd gone through this thought process and identified that you wanted some more stability you wanted to to be in the one place with your wife and then you started the search for a role and so did you have some criteria mm-hmm. about the kind of role that you were looking for? And can you talk through what that process like looked like in terms of defining what you wanted and then ultimately ending up with the job at Beanages? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things you learn as an entrepreneur is that the for me, I learned this is very early on. I'll go back maybe seven or eight years when I was living in Canada on my own, um, I learned that I, it's very hard for me to work in a structure that has authority where I'm not the authority, <laughs> um, which might not sound good to, to anyone who's like a superior. But um, what that actually means is I work best when I'm in an environment where I'm actually given um, the opportunity to make key decisions, right? Um, and, I, and at the same time, that comes with responsibility. So if you're going to make decisions, you have to also – take the consequences if if you can't deliver on those things right so um for me it was a case of just sitting down and going okay so uh, you know what are our life goals you know for the next five even the next uh, like couple of years and and what what and i had this conversation a couple conversations with my wife around this we had a sort of one day in japan where we took out all the post-it notes and just really like had 30 different post-it notes and ideas and on what we were trying to build together uh, in terms of our life. And then then I always had the sort of foresight, I guess, to, um, that whatever I was doing for my career had to um, work, like help support that vision, right? Um, and so, so in terms of the, what company I wanted to work with, uh, I looked at, okay, I needed it to be flexible in terms of the 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 way that we work. And that means location independent, but also time, so not, not necessarily tied to the nine to five rigid structure that, that you know, larger organizations might have. Because um, I, I think I've learned when I'm more productive, like I'm, I'm a sort of my creativity is 
at its peak before lunchtime. So I'm a, I'm an early morning riser. I get up around 5 a.m. most days. Uh, and then if I'm working through to about midday, 1 p.m., then that's sort of when I can get into my creative states. Uh, and then sort of afternoon, I can, I'm more productive with more, not more like admin type roles. Uh, and there's actually a book and some research out around this this concept um, in identifying when is the best time for individuals to be working and being creative versus being administrative. Um, and it's different for every individual. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, obviously, the pay the, the pay rate had to meet certain requirements. Um, I also looked at it from a ability and skill set. So what can I bring to the organization? What can I add? Where can I add value? And what and some one of my key values is always is always learning, always growing, which is all, also Binge's value, um, and that uh, was very important to me because I know that I have some gaps in my knowledge and my skill set, and this is the hardest thing with definitely with a marketing role because marketing is such a broad <laughs> you know world to be in, and there are so many, many skill sets that you can learn. Um, and we talked about this, you know, when I was going for my interview, is there's so much you can learn. Like I can literally spend a year just learning SEO. Right, um, but is that what we need right now? And and it's it's something that I'm willing to to invest in and develop as a skill set, with the understanding that there are other areas that are more pertinent to the business that I can support right now. Right, um, and so that's they were kind of the key, key criteria for the, the the situation I wanted to work within. And I realized that um, there wasn't going to be on the job hunt face it wasn't going to be easy like let's just find roles that fit that criteria because a lot of these roles are not defined that way in many cases you have to negotiate and you have to create the roles with the organization that you work with so i was actually looking more from a strategic point of view at was the organization willing to sort of evolve with me um, with the understanding that that evolution would actually help the organization in the long term yeah yeah great answer so if another business owner was listening to this podcast and they were going through a hiring process and they had a range of candidates and some have run their own business before and have some of that entrepreneurial spirit, but for personal reasons, they've decided that it aligns with their personal goals to go and work for another business, what would you say would be some of the advantages or why would a small business owner hire someone that has those entrepreneurial capabilities? So this is a great question and it relates to two things. It relates to the capabilities that the organization is looking for to bring in-house and it also relates to the risk uh, profile of the organization itself, right? Because when you're hiring an entrepreneur, I know we had this conversation in our interview, um, you know, what like hiring an entrepreneur inherently brings risk with it because entrepreneurs have, you know, whether it's side hustles or ideas and things they want to explore, you know, there's always like, 10 ideas on, on in their mind that they could explore. Um, and so the way that I would go about it, working with an organization, if I were to, you know, to advise here, would to say, look, you really need to be clear on um, your own culture as an organization and what you're trying to develop and, and the skill sets that you want to bring in-house uh, and the skill sets that you can actually, uh, you know, help I guess, evolve or develop within your organization. Now, what entrepreneurs bring with them, um, I'm going to sort of stereotype here, but um, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis, but most of them will have some kind of proactiveness, right? Like you cannot run your own business and, and not be a leader of some some kind, right? So, you, you know, you have to develop um, the ability to 
you know, run multiple projects at the same time or wear different hats, right? So when I was in running in my own business, I had to be the marketer, the sales guy, the customer service guy, the tech person, um, you know, anything you can name. I was at the bookkeeper <laughs> at some stages before I brought my, my much more, you know, uh, smarter wife into the business. Um, and and learning how to delegate and and systemize and automate all these skills are you know skills that entrepreneurs will are forced to learn because when you're running your own business um you get to really uh, identify what what it means to run a business like you're thinking i'm thinking when i started oh i just i'll just write content because i'm a writer and and that's something i do well but then i quickly realized oh no if i don't go out and generate leads and sales and have sales conversations and learn how to do that well uh, then i'm never going to have the opportunity to write (laughs) so so organizations need to understand that you know what and the other part i mentioned earlier was i was always networking and building my network right um and so to, you know, not only bringing someone who has these leadership skills and sales skills and marketing skills and whatever it may be, um, you know, you're also bringing in their ability to network, build associations, build credibility, um, create case studies, whatever it may be. Uh, and, and they're sort of these, I'll call them intangibles that you're not always looking for when you're hiring because typically you hire on skill set and, you know, project goals like what you're trying to achieve within your projects um but then if you sort of consider that there's other benefits of having the entrepreneur um then, then that can really work well for your organization and would you say there's any risks or how would you describe the risks associated with hiring an entrepreneur and what would be some potential ways to mitigate those and <laughs> i'm probably putting you on the spot here because these are things that i had to think through as as i was going down this path but it would be interesting to hear your perspective on that too. Yeah, so I'll give you the perspective from the entrepreneur, right? So um, the the risk is is always okay. Maybe there's a better project that comes along, and and they kind of jump ship, right? Um, and that's a huge. I think that's the biggest risk you're going to have with hiring an entrepreneur or someone with that kind of spirit. Um, the way you mitigate that risk is you identify where their interests are uh, and the skills that they want to develop, and then you look at opportunities for you. You know, does it make sense for you to help develop that skill set because it actually helps your business, right? And I mentioned SEO as one skill set that we're looking at, you know, for developing for me, for example, within Ninjas, because, you know, I learned that skill set, Ninjas benefits from it, right? So um, other organizations can, can look at, it, at that as well. It's all about, so there's something that's in, that interesting that I learned over the years is sort of this mindset between what an employee is, what a manager is, and then what, you know, within an organization and then what an entrepreneur is. And there's this big myth out there that says entrepreneur is something different. And I actually would argue now that I've been through, you know, sort of a decade of this, I uh, would argue that they're actually not different at all. And, and really you're... As an individual, you're always looking for you look you're looking out for yourself first because you need to identify situations for yourself where you can, you know, grow your life, grow your 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 wealth if that's what it is that you're looking for, or your lifestyle, or your marriage, or whatever it may be, your personal circumstances, and but also your your mission in life and your values and your purpose and what why you're here, right? So uh, a big part of really why I joined Beanie just was because of its mission statement. Right, um, and and we're here to you know help business owners or businesses develop freedom, whether it's time, money, um, location, whatever it may be, uh, and that's a huge core value I've always had since I was a little baby. Right, um, and and put to you like a lot of entrepreneurs, that's what they're looking for. 
right? Um, so, so if if and I think organizations are cluing onto this now um, because uh, I worked. I mentioned I worked for a co-working community for a couple of years, and we always had a situation where there were people who had left corporate jobs to come in and try and start their own startups, their own businesses, and then you know they'd give it a good twelve months or eighteen months, and if they if they were able to make it, you know, hit a certain milestone and and it made you know were able to generate profit or whatever it was they would continue. Otherwise, what would typically happen is they'd go back and, and work within another organization. And and they kept on, like there was a cycle. Like every two years, you'd see these people bouncing in and out of organizations and working for themselves. Um, and it's actually becoming more and more common now uh, with, you know, the, the rise of the freelance economy and digital, you know, working and, and all these things that are happening now these trends so uh it's actually and companies uh, uh it started back with ibm you know 10 years ago they already sort of saw this coming and and they actually put you know percentage of their workforce they gave them laptops and mobile phones and said hey go work from home for a while um and and so this is you know there's some research that shows that by 2020 or whatever uh, or in the next five years we're looking at something like 40 or 50% of the economy will be uh, remote working. So whether that's for themselves or within an organisation, yeah. that's just where we're headed. And I think you've really summed that up nicely to the fact that people will, they may move in and out, they may run their own business and then come back to an organisation. And there's a lot of advantages as a business owner to have people with the skills of running their own business who have had to deal with sales and and really learn to prioritise their work and figure out what's important. And there might be some risks associated with that, that one day they might want to go back and run their business. And that's fine too. And when we were going through this interview process, part of me getting comfortable, I, I like working with entrepreneurial people. So we we hire, we don't hire everyone with every role with entrepreneurial spirit, but we definitely do hire some people like that at Bean Ninjas. And for me, it was about getting comfortable to understand your why, so understanding what you wanted out of life and what your goals were, and then making sure that the role at Ninjas aligned with that because then I could see that it would make sense for you to stick around for, the, for whatever period of time, the 12 months plus, to build the role, mm-hmm. knowing that yep. one day you probably will run another business of your own, but we will have had that time together where you built your skills and enjoyed being part of the Ninjas team. And we've also benefited benefited from having someone that that thinks like an entrepreneur thinks, looking for opportunities and, and innovating. And maybe you wouldn't have conversations like this on a podcast normally, especially between some the someone that has joined the team. But I, I think it's actually quite interesting to share how we we went about that process. Yeah, I agree. I think you know another sort of what came to my mind just now is just project management. Like that's just. By the definition, that's what you do. You know, maybe that's not something you consider a skill set of an entrepreneur, but you're required to do that. Um, and and so I, I'm already seeing like that's something that I, I I jump in. It's not something you need to train me on. You know, like it's something that I already bring with me because of all the years I've been doing this. Um, and, and that's really like podcasting was something I was already doing before we came into this. So so there was already benefits of, of bringing someone in who had those skills and 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 were um, is aware of. of trends and what's happening outside uh, another thing i love about being ninjas is you know like having our operations manager fiona come back because she just had she had a baby you know last year and, and, and she went away and this is a huge opportunity for a lot of employers right now is that 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 um 
mothers who go away and have babies and they've got the maternity leave and they come back and they're looking to come back into organizations that support support them in, in where they are in their life um and i think you know the more that organizations are able to do that uh the, the better they'll be be able to uh, be work with with those mothers because those mothers want freedom of time to take care of their kids and take the kids to school and those kind of things too. So, so um, you know, there's a huge opportunity there and I see that and I love that Benny just embraces that. You're right. Actually, we've got three team members with babies that are under one year old at the moment and that means we just need to be smarter about what kind of work we give them because they're less available to have meetings at a set time and they're less av- it's harder for them to meet specific tight deadlines but that just means we adapt the type of work that they have, especially during those months when the baby's really young, and then have the ability just to gradually ramp up hours as it fits in with their life. So I think we're lucky that we are, our business is at a stage where we are able to offer that kind of flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah, and I look to like, you know, sort of the, the, the predecessors and the ones who have been doing it for a long time, like Basecamp, you know, these companies that are out there, um, Buffer, who've had just fully remote teams. So, so the, the model has proven. You know, and it's about, like you're saying, as an organization, identifying how we can be flexible to accommodate different types of working and different lifestyle requirements and whatnot. So we, we went through the interview process, we got the job, and this has been your first week. So what are some of the things that you've been, how did you approach your first week at Bean Ninjas? What are some of the things you've been working on and, and how, yeah, how did you approach it? Yeah, so essentially the way I, I sort of viewed the first week was to really immerse myself into understanding where the business currently sits um, in terms of in terms of its definitely from a marketing sort of hat on because that's the role that I'm sort of hired to be in. But more and more I'm seeing that um, the role that I – and this is my, I guess, my philosophy around marketing. Marketing touches all aspects of your business, everything from, you know, um, your invoices, your invoicing systems to your uh, onboarding process, you know, when you've got a new client signed on um, to your customer experience surveys and things like that. And and I think that's really, this week has been more about understanding what's already been put in place since I last worked with the team, you know, going back many months ago um, to to where it is now and then looking at what are our KPIs and, and goals across the business for 2019 and onward. Um, and really this week has been more of a sort of researching and and also connecting with a team, with individual team members that I'll be working, spending more time with uh, and you're getting to know them as individuals and, and, and colleagues um, rather than just sort of straight into, hey, here are all the tasks you need to be doing. Um, we've had a bit of both, which has really been nice. Yeah, and it is a slightly different dynamic being a team member. I mean, we, you've worked with Beanages for a couple of years now and you already know some of the team, but I imagine it is a slightly different dynamic when you're in the office and learning all about different systems. I, I know you already were familiar with some of them prior to, to joining the team. So it's it's actually fantastic that you are on the Gold Coast and we're able to spend that time together too. And I think that was a smart decision on, on your part because I think, to have the trainee come in and, and, uh, and uh, commit, you know, three months to being on site to actually immerse in the culture, meet the team, um, enjoy the, you know the location because definitely this is, this is a pristine location to be in. Um, and I think that's that's important for any remote any, any organisations who are thinking about sort of 
doing the remote thing uh, is you want to have a time period where it's the first 30 days or the first three months where you actually have, if you can, uh, have have the team member come in and, and be part of an office space or a co-working space of some sort where you're actually working closely. Especially with a role like this, because we had a particular job description, but I knew this is the first marketing team member that been into this hiring, the first internal role, and it's probably going to evolve. And I've seen that even in this first week of working together, that the role will evolve. And as you said, it touches many different areas of the business. And with a role that's so fluid like that, I think having that face-to-face time is very important. Whereas with the, as an example, the accounting side of our business, we've hired lots of accountants, we've worked with lots of accountants, and so those job descriptions are a lot more structured. So we can probably get away with not having the face-to-face time up front. We definitely value meeting together when we can, but I knew that with this role and the, the potential for it to evolve in many different directions that it, it would be important. So Absolutely. Well, it's great to have you on the team. Welcome. And Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Did you have any parting words or words of wisdom that you wanted to leave with the audience before we wrap up? Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, welcoming to the team. It's been an awesome experience and I look forward to, you know, contributing uh, over the next few you know weeks, months, years. Um, really awesome. Love connecting with everybody. Um, in terms of parting wisdom, if you're either, I think for the entrepreneurs listening, I'd, I'd get removed. I'd, I'd, Reconsider your definition of what entrepreneur is and getting caught on the mindset. And I had this for a number of years uh, that, you know, to work for someone else is like a failure, you know, like to, to, to give up your business and go and work for someone else. Is, and I actually challenge that big time now because the way I see it is whether you're working in your own business or someone else's business, you're still working for yourself. Um, and it's, it's, it's really just looking at what's the, best, what's the best situation and opportunity for you to achieve your personal and your professional goals right and and as i we've discussed in this interview um you'll transition between many situations throughout your life <laughs> um so now for the for the the employers listening um i i'd really look at you know what kind of you know what skill sets you need in your organization if you need leadership if you need project management you need people who can network who can sell uh then definitely you know consider um entrepreneurs and, and, and what that can mean for your organization and really look at your the biggest thing would be identifying your own why as, a, as an organization and your culture and your values because what's going to sell someone to come and join your organization is you being clear on what those things are great wrap up well, thanks so much Anne. and i'll see you in the office tomorrow